I just don't think, like, in seven years of doing drag, only doing seven shows, it seems to me like you like being a girl. Like, looking like a girl. Do you feel like I hindered the team? No, not at all. What I'm saying is just, if I had to pick somebody, you're not more experienced with doing shows and, like, being a drag queen. But I am. This is what I am. But this is what you do. And I'm sorry that, you know, that I said you. I'm not sorry I said you. I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm not trying to be a But I, that's how I feel. And this is a competition. And at the end of the day, I want someone that, I want to compete with someone that's going to give me a run for my money. And that's why, that's what I was trying to get across is that when you're trying to be like this big, grand, like diva, you try and get your ass out there and do shows and work. The end of last year and the beginning of this year, that's when I really started doing more shows. And that's where, you know, I mean, if it comes across as if I'm just comfortable being pretty, that's not what I, that's not what I want to come across. I'm just not, I don't have your, you, you know what I mean? Nobody has you. I don't think anyone said that you should go home because of anything you did on the team. It's just if you have to pick somebody that's on stage, you're the one with the least amount of experience. So I think it's all good. So I have to say, I having watched actually watched this on Tuck for the first time in reviewing it for this episode, uh-huh. um, I see the points the other queens are making about Tatiana, or I see where their logic lies, and I love that despite their assertion, Tatiana lasts longer than most of them in the room. Oh yeah, I you mean, know? except for like Raven, right? Right, um, right. But yeah, I mean, it's. It's interesting to go back and watch this line of thinking when in later episodes, the oldest queen goes home first. Sure. Right. It's almost mm-hmm. like you had your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, you've paid your dues. Uh, you're not current enough. You, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, mm-hmm. this should, you know, give a, give others a chance. Right. Um, or your old drag. Right. That the, the newer queens or less experienced queens could also be the fresher queens. Right. Yeah. Right. That the there's future. Yeah, right. And uh, as Rue uh, has asserted, the reason reason she kept Pearl is because there's so many young kids were going to gravitate towards Pearl. Right. Um, Cause there is a new aesthetic, right? Like mm-hmm. not all young drag, uh, young drag queen enthusiasts love Jackie beat. Yeah. But like Jackie beat is it Mary. You Certainly. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Coco Peru. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a different aesthetic. Right. And I feel like um, going back to this episode, it's, it's, those queens are still kind of reigning. It's like, no. Right. Cause it was, it's almost like, oh, it's an honor to be on Drag Race because, oh, I'm considered like of the best. I've been doing this for a while. I've right. paid my dues. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? You know, Shangela was here for five months. Tati, you're next. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, and, and if you think about it, I mean, sort of in terms of like when this was 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 filmed. If if Instagram and Snapchat and all that was around and popular when this was the season was being recorded or you know came out ten, 10 years earlier than it actually had, I think we would see so much more from a queen like Tatiana because they're talking about it in this very specific paradigm of performing at bars and like that's how you build your drag career is performing. Yeah, you know, and and yet as we've seen now, I mean, it it certainly didn't work out. But like a queen like James Mansfield, who's not as much a, a club performer as you know a social media person, um, there is space for that. And and just things have changed. The platforms for drag have changed. And like it or hate it, like there is, you know, there are new ways of doing drag because there's new platforms to do it. You know, right? right. I mean, it's interesting because they kept saying. 
uh, obviously, yeah, there's now there's new platforms to do it. There's new forms of drag. And, and back then it was this kind of this stuck idea of like mm-hmm. lip syncing, sewing your own clothes and like your look and, and, and what your aesthetic was. Right? right. Right. And I feel like when they went to the runway and they were like, well, I had to pick someone. They didn't go to aesthetic. They didn't go to mm-hmm. what they were all good at. They just went to, well, you just look like a pretty girl. Right. right. Um, and you don't you don't. You, you haven't had big shows, you know, you haven't shown that you're a, a performer, right? You're more someone that is trans or, or a crossdresser, right? Well, yeah, like that, the, the essentially that it's not elevated enough. And it's interesting for it being season two when the focus so much, even Raven says it in the previous Untucked, of you know, they're looking for beauty, they're looking for fish, and it's like. Well, right. sweetie, like if that's what they're looking for, Tatiana, just give her the fucking crown. Yeah. Because if that's oh, yeah. what they're looking her for. Her and Tyra. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And Sonique. And Sonique. I mean, just like in this episode, I mean. Well, you know, even the runway looks, I mean, we'll get to this, mm-hmm. but like it's a, this is season two and yeah. like you can tell it's they're just not. Show, there, it's mm-hmm. it, it feels like Project Runway. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. oh, that's a gorgeous dress. Right, it's not. It's not something Acid Betty's going to come out with. No, it's it, even Alaska. Even Alaska. Sorry, even Sharon Needles. You right. know, even Raja. Thorchy Thor. Later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you compare the stuff coming out on this runway. You you then say a season later, you've got Raja in you know the Native American look or the, the sort of that that tribal look that she did, where it was like. Oh, oh, this shit. is different. Like this, this is pushing a boundary. Yeah, this is so much more. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, season two. I mean, two, kimchi, kimchi changed that game, right? Tr- Trixie, right? Yeah, you Even, just push the boundary out further and further. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, um yeah, this um, this whole mentality is interesting to watch play out. I, I, I'm very unfamiliar with the Untucks, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to also be kind of learning. Yeah. how the thought processes were going. I mean, obviously, a lot of it is going to now surround around Tyra as this is the first episode where she kind of makes a splash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we really are cementing maybe what we saw a little of in the first episode, but like, no, for sure. Now, like Tyra is not a team player, right? Tyra is the outlier. Yeah. And in any other season, this character would get their comeuppance. Oh yeah. It's a re it's really interesting that somebody who is so disruptive and isn't playing well with others I mean, I guess, you know, you then just look at the end result. I mean, there's this one little moment, and not to jump that boom, boom gun, but on the runway when she's doing her walk, and she has this moment, like, it's a split second where she kind of, like, looks back at the judges, and she is so charming in that Mm. moment. There is this glint in her eye of, like, it's so much personality, it's so much life, and it's like, oh, yeah, I mean... I don't fucking care if you were pissed everybody else off. Like you've got something here. Sure. That comes out in the same way that like Trinity K. Bonet comes out in drag. You know what I mean? There's something that comes out that is so much more than we see behind the scenes. Right. You know? Right. Oh yeah. But the difference being that Trinity was also getting in her own way where Tyra was clearly not. I mean, Tyra reminds me of an Alaska in all stars because Mm -hmm. she's so tightly wound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's there, there's, it almost looks like she's really nervous. Yeah. But it's coming up as this uh, bitchiness. This yeah. like, well, whatever. I'm not going to even like deal with you. I'm not even going to bother with you. She's right very now. cut and dry. I know you hate me. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I mean, you know, this is a, this running theme of like, fine. I mean, I think she, what she says to, to Juju B, she's like, you can call me a bitch. Just put Miss before yeah, it. Yeah, put Miss before it. You know, it's interesting contrasting her with Tatiana because Tatiana's way of dealing with adversaries is 
to speak her piece and right. to try to reason with them. Mm-hmm. And she even looks so neat during this clip and she's like, so I didn't hinder the group, right? Right. Like, why are you guys coming for me? Mm-hmm. And I guess she didn't understand or what she had to come to understand is that these girls, A, probably feel threatened by her beauty. Yeah. And then B, you know, want want experience. They 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 want to feel like they're with their own. Yeah. Well, and I think if I were Tatiana, knowing that these girls like nominated her to RuPaul, like said this all on the runway, this wasn't behind the scenes conversation. It's like, okay, so you've now tasked me with right. turning it the fuck out. Yeah. Like right. Right. I, in a way, it's empowering. It's like, oh. You want to come that way? Right, right. Okay, right, like, right, then right, fine. Right, right. Then I guess I just have to prove everybody wrong. Well, you know, and it's interesting because Tatiana has this reaction, and then season nine, you have Alexis Michelle, who's, I take that as a compliment. Right. Oh, <laughs> my God. I mean, it. In I think, you know. Because that's actually not really what they meant. No, but. at all. Yeah. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. <laughs> but I think it really, it, it goes back to the what we were kind of suggesting in the previous episode um, about Tatiana being the voice of reason. Right. I mean, she's 21. Yeah. But she's, I mean, she gets into it with people, but she also is like in this moment, she's like when they're kind of saying all this, holding together, she comes to this point of like, okay, all right, all right. Fine, bitches. If that's what you think, okay. Yeah. And it's old bitches. Right. And it's, I mean, it's really (laughs) admirable that she, she just kind of says, all right, you know, thank you, Ross. I'll take that I'll on. I'll take that on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She hasn't done it yet. She has not done it yet, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, Mary, why don't you tell our Marys what they're listening to? This, is, of course, is another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And we are continuing today our recap of season two with the second episode, Star Bootylicious. Oh, you knew the episode I did. I, well, I have it written down on this, my notes Star here. Star Bootylicious. Yeah. Bootylicious. Um, no. I always think of Beyonce trying to explain what Bootylicious means to the press. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, is, what does Bootylicious mean, Beyonce? What does it mean? She's like, well, it's just it's Bootylicious. <laughs> bootylicious. <laughs> I mean, right? That's, that's about all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to mention before we really dive in that, you know, the Squirrelfriends did a recap of season two. Oh, yeah. Um, and their episode, uh, I, I listened to their episode, their recap of uh, Starry Bootylicious as well, which they recorded like a month before we even started All Right, Mary. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, what is funny is in that episode, uh, they were talking, they were telling a whole story about Polly Walnuts getting out and having to like go get him. Oh, wow. And of course, as crossover listeners would know, there was some recent Polly Walnuts gate. Oh my God, uh, Polly Walnuts gate. <laughs> when Polly got out and, you know, <laughs> I, I literally was like, I don't know if I can go to sleep tonight. I just, I because I'm friends with Amanda on Facebook and so I was like following along oh. with the updates and, and like super empathizing. And yeah. Like, like looking at Marco, teary-eyed being like, I swear to God, I yeah, swear to God. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Yeah, um, get out. But, but of course. The cat came back the very next day. He came back and I, I mean, but, she was like, you know, he came in and I'm crying and hugging him and I'm crying and everyone's crying. Yeah. And was, you're going to cry. You're right. going to cry. <laughs> you're going to cry. Um, so I mentioned that just uh, for posterity's sake. Um, oh, but, well, that's, yeah, that's an interesting connection. Yeah. yeah Star booty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we know, we find out that Kim Coles, who I love mm-hmm. and Dita Von Tees, who I don't love, um, are going to be the guest judges on this uh, episode. I don't really have an opinion, I guess, on either of them, really. I mean, 
Kim Coles is fine. Oh, I just she's so charming. Yeah, she seems like a, a really charming person. I never it was what she was on uh, in Living Color or uh-huh. uh, uh, what's the other one? I'm totally blanking. Uh, Living Single. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I never really whichever. Uh, clearly, I didn't really watch either of them because I can't uh, tell the difference. Um, which Between I, what? In Living Color and Living Single. In Living Color was like a sketch comedy show. That's right. Show. That was a sketch comedy one with the with, Wayans brothers. And, yeah, and the the uh, Jennifer Lopez was a fly girl. That's right. And then Living Single was In with Living Queen Latifah. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. She, yeah. No, that's that's how I know Kim Coles from mm-hmm. In Living Color and yeah. uh, Living Single. Um, that's okay that you didn't watch it, Mary. Yeah, what can I say? Nobody I was cares. I was too busy watching uh, Airport seventy seven in the basement <laughs> in on VHS. The basement. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, so anyway, so what I also found very interesting about this episode is, in a very Project Runway fashion, very late two thousands uh, style, um, we see them in the hotel room. Yeah, well, and the tea on that is all of those scenes are filmed in like one day at like the beginning of the season, and then they just kind of can it and they just use oh, it throughout. Wow! Yeah, all that's just some, fabrication. but not on Project Runway because they have like scenes in the hotel room. No, yeah, that's different. Where they're like talking about like yeah, they're like oh, so and so went home. No, they're not here anymore. Yeah, oh. but these of watching them shave and shower and do push ups, you right. know, it, it's all they filmed it all in one fell swoop. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, this also, um, st- this episode starts out with uh, one of my earliest memories of like rewinding and watching over and over and over and then quoting um, is when RuPaul talks about, you know, followed by storms of hell no. Oh, no, she didn't. And what you call me, bitch? Yeah. It was uh, very much like India Farrah. This is what they were looking for in season three. <laughs> <laughs> like, take note. Take note, uh, QNN um, News. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, did y'all get the teen coon? Did y'all get that teen um, coon? So, uh, yeah, no, and I just loved it. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, it re- reminds me of back the excitement mm-hmm. that I felt watching this show back then. Yeah. Of like, oh my God, yeah, it's drag mm-hmm. race. Well, yeah. that was the thing I think the the she males she done under the hazards is would, would I was do. still othering drag. I still didn't I still just saw it as very entertaining mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily see it as an art form. I saw it more as like a Project Runway, but it was like a camp version of Project Runway. Right, right. Um but, and obviously I've evolved but Yeah. But that's what those things would do like that's what those little emails moments would do is it would build up the mystery and the hype of oh, what's going to happen and yeah and there'd be this kind of suspense that got built up right um you know and then the mini challenge would kind of like maintain that suspense uh you know and and to kind of go right to the mini challenge it's it certainly feels a little slight i mean it, there, there's a, a few of these mini challenges in season two where they have to decorate the box on the uh-huh. wedding challenge right. and when they're styling the wig like later towards the end of the season it's just like all right, well, drag up this Barbie doll. Drag yeah. up this Rue doll. Well, I mean, it's it's an appropriate little mini challenge. Like, sure. You know, it's very much like a, a camp exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. My friend Andrew, I think I've mentioned this before, but my friend Andrew created for the the finale of um, All Stars 2, mm-hmm. um, or no, it was season 10, um, season, season 9. Yeah. Um, he created all of our favorite drag queens mm-hmm. as Barbie dolls. Right. And, uh, I mean, I love 
love my Chi-Chi and Trinity Cabernet. I mean, they're impeccably done. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's a craft. It was yeah. cute. It was sweet. I thought that, um, you know, obviously some took it more seriously than others, which I thought was uh, very telling. Yeah. Um, Anytime you take it seriously, it's like... Yeah, like Raven path. and Morgan with Lady Mayhem, they... It was just too pretty. It was too, like... Too clean, too pretty. Yeah, it wasn't what she was going... I mean, RuPaul's aesthetic is this East Village kind of grungy streetwalker. Yeah, well, and, you know, and that was the thing. Like, I don't want to be... I don't want to wet blanket the situation, but this is... this this is These are the places we go in All Right, Mary. There was that part of it was like i'm always like a little uncomfortable like rue really glamorizes the like grungy street walker because it's like okay like for example the one the, the doll that won pandora's uh, uh, free for all free for all it's like okay so does she have a black eye and like you know what i mean like she looks yeah. like she got beat up and left on avenue d yeah you know i what get I mean? what you're saying but i also think it's very edgy to take that and be like, yep, we're just going to laugh about it, you know, or or take that and be like, yep, that's that's a form of drag because that's that's uh, an expression, right? That's something that's a suit of armor that they're putting on. But yeah, obviously, they're kind of parodying something that's a very real that's the thing sad is- situation. But I will say, though, that, you know, there is that aspect of RuPaul's gospel and what she promotes in, in sex workers. Um, that sex workers need to be protected, mm-hmm. that we need to understand them, that we need to understand their stories, and that it's not glamorous. Yeah, and I think that I just think that sometimes in that in that sense, Rue is kind of talking out of two sides of her mouth because it's like it's not glamorous, but there's also that kind of like again, I know this is wet blanketing, but it's like there isn't anything glamorous. There's a difference between you know there's different types of sex workers. A streetwalker in Hunts Point in Brooklyn is very different than someone who is working through an agency or or finds clients online and then, you know, goes to their penthouse in the Upper East Side. You know what I mean? Like, it's very different. Yeah, I get it. And I think the, the... I think Rue is very much enamored by the sort of the streetwalker, but it's like that's typically a really fucking tragic character. Yeah, it is a tragic character. I mean, I, you can also argue that there are many tragic characters on Drag Race that that... Oftentimes that they're emulating mm-hmm. um, a, dr- a tragic character to empower it, to give it life, um, to celebrate it in mm-hmm. a way. Um, all the other, at the end of the day also, it's just drag, Mary. Well, sure, and that was what I was going to yeah. say, is then there's the other side of it of like, don't take any of it too seriously, but it's like, you know, I'm, I am... I'm going to approach this with some post-season nine, post-Sasha Valor eyes. Okay, fair. Uh, you know, because it's like, you, there, fair, yeah, you fair, can fair, watch, yeah, you can watch it in these different a- lenses. And I think yeah. that like... Oh, and I totally get that lens. Yeah, yeah but at the no same question. time, it's like, I get it. And yeah. just giving airtime to a different perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And and I appreciate you bringing that up because it, it didn't even cross my mind. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's, it's sometimes excruciating, right? Where right. they're like... Talking about you know uh, uh, glamorizing this this idea well, of, of what's happening. Yeah, like I, I'm on board with this whole idea of like don't take any of this too seriously. But it's like at what point at what point are you are you sitting there at the kitchen table while the house is burning down saying this is fine? Like there's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at what point are you delusional here? Yeah. And I think. It's a it's a really interesting contrast to what we'll talk about later with what's the tea. Okay. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know. Um, no, I feel like uh, with with these Barbie dolls, it was um, it was a RuPaul aesthetic, right? So if RuPaul is uh, wants to, if she looks up to the strength of those streak walkers to 
literally like do whatever the fuck they have to do to survive. Right. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's something she grasped with right. uh, or grasped onto um, and grappled with. Um, but if that's what she was emulating as the, the female, the powerful Amazon that she was when she was down there and, mm-hmm. and, and being trashy RuPaul. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's a beauty in that, that she is keeping that character alive and, mm-hmm. and being like, yep, you can have a conversation with me. Yep. You can glamorize me. Yes. Yes. I am trying the hardest that I can. And yes, mm-hmm. this is whatever. But yeah, when they make jokes out of it, it's, it's a little bit like, well, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, like, Crack whore is actually like a really sad thing to think about. Like, you know, I anyway, I've beaten the point to death. I just bring. Yeah, you have. Um, Well, you've succeeded. Well, you've succeeded. Um, I've done it. And so, I mean, I think it ties into kind of the way that RuPaul introduces the challenge of saying, you know, you can use your brains and your beauty to make it rain, which I think is a lovely bumper sticker on a car going nowhere, because this is not about using your brains. I like, let's just own what this challenge is. It's not about using your brains to make it rain. Well, the challenge isn't, but I think being a stripper and, and, you know, having to support yourself to do mm-hmm. that. Again, this is right on brand with RuPaul in the sense of like, well, here we are empowering mm-hmm. um, people that are struggling. Right? Well, and I think the idea of and using... celebrating like their bodies. I think the idea of using your brains and your beauty, I think of someone like Amber Rose and the way that she talked about okay. stripping where she's like, oh, no, I look at that guy and I know what kind of money he's carrying and I look at that guy and I know what he's doing and she is working the room. Right. And she is using her her brains and her beauty to make it rain right that i buy yeah i didn't see that translated into this challenge yeah the challenge obviously makes missed the mark i think yeah. even with the selling of the pies thing it was just like oh my god are they girl scouts like, I, what is yeah this? i mean that just felt Day like drag. we need to get this like pies by audrey sponsorship or whatever yeah right and right. so like, right. i don't know it right. was it wasn't necessary well and you know it was uh, she said it was inspired by star booty her movie, which I haven't, which seen. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen either. I guess we should see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brains and Moody to make it rain. Uh, I also thought this was interesting because this, I'll bring this up later, but they're going to be judged on their ability to work in a group mm-hmm. and as an individual. And she mentions nothing else. Mm-hmm. She just mentions those two things, right? Right. So we get the teams. We get Raven, Sonique, Morgan, Pandora, Tati, Nicole, Paige, Brooks, mm-hmm. which was fascinating because they separated themselves basically by skin color. Read through the team again. I guess you're Raven, right. Sonique, Morgan, Pandora, Tati, Nicole Page Brooks. And then the other team was Sahara, Jessica, Juju, Tyra, and Misty. Wow. It's like Glamazonian Airways. Yeah. Right? With Aryan yep. Airways. Aryan Airways. Um, wow. You know, I didn't even notice that, but that's totally true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that just happened. And then of course Tyra, it's very interesting because Tyra's like, I don't want to be with these bitches. No, she wanted to be with the tall, I want to be with the tall, pretty bitches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um, that's her aesthetic, right? She, she was defeated from the start because mm -hmm. she didn't want to be, you know, in that peer group with these, you know, brown shoes, if you will. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, and, and which sucks because it's like, uh, Nicole page Brooks. Sorry. Well, and yeah, I was going to say about Nicole page Brooks, because I mean, the fact that she's picked last, I mean, I would not have picked Nicole first. Let's be real. But I think the fact that she's being picked last to me just feels like a continuation of the tone that Raven has set about how we feel about Nicole. Right. Nicole was picked last because this is a sexy contest and she's not sexy. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, 
I just wrote down like, is, is that a sexy contest? Didn't Rude just say what they were being judged on? Right. Like, isn't sexy like from within? Like, right, right. That's and, fucked up. And and can be portrayed in all kinds of ways. And yeah, I mean, it's it it's interesting to kind of rewatch this and having a stronger understanding or perception or idea of what Raven is like now, but to see her then, I'm kind of like. You thought you're I don't like you. Yeah, like, yeah it's, what's it's a, a snobby. Yeah, you're like everything I don't like Stuck about up. drag queens and gay yeah, people. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely season two, right? Like mm-hmm. she hasn't been uh she hasn't like, been indoctrinated into the gospel of RuPaul, right? Mm-hmm. That like sexy comes from within, that like uh it comes from your personality and your your individuality and the love that you have for yourself and that confidence is mm-hmm. sexy, right? Charisma is sexy. You know, it, it's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, not sexy. I mean, sure, it could be cunts, but uh, right. it's, it's not. Right, right. Scunt. Scunt. Yeah. Scunt. <laughs> scoot. You all get the T on scoot. Um, so. Cunst. Cunst. <laughs> Cunst. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we now uh, are splitting into. Oh, there are, well, there are two running for materials and fighting over materials moments in this episode. And I'm just done with it. Oh, you I'm hate just, it. I hate I with the music. It's just, Oh, it's so fucking stressful. Um, <laughs> so they go through this again, they split into groups. You know, there's this moment where mystique is like, Tyra, we're all tired of your bitching. And it just feels like nobody list Nobody was listening. And she's like trying to create a moment. Oh, and, cause Oh, right. We're, what we see in these early episodes, I mean, we're seeing, we're getting a very clear idea that Nicole Page Brooks does not fit in here. We're getting a very clear idea that, you know, Mystique does not fit in here. And I feel like a lot of times in the early episodes, it can be about, like, I don't want to say riffraff, but the riffraff and how they're failing and how much they're failing. Sure. I think of James Mansfield. Yeah. And, like, it was about how much she was failing. You right. know, that's what they focus on. Once, like, I feel like those early outers, like, they're focusing on on just how bad they're doing. Right. So First, it's justified later and we kind of understand. It also gives them like some airtime. Mm-hmm, because like, well, yeah, exactly. Versus Queens who go home later. It's like you get, you know, you get your this, story will have developed. Your story gets developed. We see ups and downs. I mean, yeah. there's nothing worse than being like second and third out. Right. You're just like all you're seeing is someone not doing well. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of my notes, you know, Rue comes to uh, meet with the Queens well, you know, I even before that, though, we saw Tyra, right? Mm-hmm. When she, you know, it's interesting because I, I was watching Tyra very closely because I remember that it was that, that Tyra had problems with this group. Right. And I didn't know if it was created or by her in her head or if it was actual. And I mean, Tyra suggests that they all wear different types of things. Mm-hmm. And then Sahara does shoot it down. And Sahara says that that's Tyra being difficult. Right. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's her being difficult. Like she was, she was voicing an idea. Right. So, and you'd literally shot it down. You didn't even give it a, a, a thought. You're like, well, no, no, we're going to wear all the same thing. Right. Well, um, I, and I think the, the flip of that is that Tyra is the kind of person to just like be like, I don't like this. This sucks, but not provide like yeah. an idea of like, okay, well, what's your good idea? Right. And yeah. I, but I also think like, you know, a, a leader would, would be like, oh, okay, so what's what's the idea? What? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what do you think? Right. Um, you know, she this red fabric is shitty. It's like, well, not very productive, Tyra. And also, like, Michael Levine Fabrics probably loved that. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, Oops. really, girl? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was a big jump for Sahara to be like, yep, I'm working with Satan's baby. It's like, 
Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't seem, I mean, it seemed obnoxious, but it didn't seem that bad. I could have laughed at that comment. Right, right. I mean, and I wonder if it's just a matter of like, you're especially being assigned as as a team leader, especially having been in the bottom the week before, just the tension starts to build of like, oh my God, we have to like make this work. We have to do really well. And I feel like you can get tunnel vision and really yeah. just kind of like, I, I don't have time for detours like this. I don't have time for the Tyra detour of like, I don't like this. It's like, no, I want to get to completion and I want to get to like a sense of we know what we're doing as soon as possible, especially right. as the leader. So like I get it in that respect. And I think that, um, well, no, I certainly do. I'm just playing devil's advocate sure. here because it's like, well, okay, is is does Tyra have a point? Like, mm -hmm. what's? I mean, clearly, Tyra acts up, right? She, she's yeah, uh, she's the problem child in the classroom mm -hmm. that you have to go stand next to, right? Yeah, right. She manages to be in a really surprising way a dominant energy, S similar to Raven, but different. Well, and similar to like a Nina too, mm -hmm. like a, a kind of a negative cloud. Right. It's a passive power that she has of just by standing in the corner of the room and being this heavy energy she just brings everybody else down with her. right yeah right. yeah i yeah, know it's interesting how, she, how how much power she had yeah i mean that's and it's interesting that the fact that like who we who we find out i mean really the the front runners of the competition are the already the most powerful voices yeah tyra he, yeah and, even jujube because jujube we see in untucked i mean she really works the conversation in terms of like she has really productive conversations with Tyra, yeah, you know, right, right. and like that's really important and speaks a lot to who Jujubee is of like, OK, well, I want to hear you out, girl, you know, yeah. um, and I'll like I'll have that conversation with you that you didn't feel like Sahara was having with you. Right. You know? Right. Um, so actually, I was saying, you know, Rue visits before that they have the pole dancing lesson. Yeah. And, yeah. and we hear from Tyra that she's that she doesn't want to do that. She's going to watch others do it. I'm like, don't you? have you pole dance before? Like, are you just right. going to do it for the first time when you're up there? Right. I mean, and she does do it. We see her later do it. I'm yeah. like, okay, girl. I mean, she claims it's how she learns. Yeah. And I mean, and, and for me, from what I saw in the challenge, it is how she, I mean, she, she danced the choreography. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing it. Right. And I think that that's the thing. I think that's what makes Tyra. I think that's the through line of Tyra. She was right. Throughout the season, I think is that like, Tyra's path to success is not what you expect. You know, I mean, the fact that, like, for example, it was like when we get to Tyra later sleeping, it's like, okay, but her rationale makes a lot of sense. She's like, yeah, well, I sewed my my look in like ten minutes, and they're yeah, all hot gluing. They're hot gluing. So, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, you know, and she could help. She could sew others. It's like that is not a team player, right? Um, before we go on to that, no, I do want to talk about um again Raven bringing up that Nicole is not sexy, right? Because Nicole thinks that Nicole is sexy. She seems to think, and, yeah, and maybe she is when she's comfortable in her own home stage, you know. But it is a poor showing here. I mean, yeah, it was rough. I mean, the editor certainly chose wisely in terms of telling that story. Um, but I mean, I actually kind of felt bad for her, like. Oh, yeah. I would say Nicole gets one of the shittier edits of a Drag Race queen. Right. You know, um, right. she's very much the butt of a joke the entire time. Yeah. I mean, um, what does she say? Oh, Tati, we hear her say thank you. We do get another thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, it, you think a lot. You, you think a lot, think don't you? You should think harder. Yeah. Um, 
that's when Rue comes in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that whole thing when Tati says that to Jujube, it reminded me of Valentina to Shay at the season nine reunion. She's like, "You have a lot of opinions about me tonight." Right. It was just like there. Right. I just it was getting like the same the same feeling, and then it was like Tatiana and Valentina. Any correlation? I well, don't they're know. young. Beautiful queens that people doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, but, oh, you haven't been doing this for very long. Right, right, yeah. right. And and yeah, there's it's, I something to think about. I'm I'm only striking on that now, but like the parallels of Tatiana versus. I don't Valentina. think Tatiana had a long con. No, you know? I think that's where they're very different. I think right. that Tatiana was. Yeah, I still think she was the real deal. Total sidetrack. We don't have to dive into it, but there was that that BuzzFeed long article a few weeks ago, all about Valentina and. Oh, I'm sure a lot of the Marys have read it. Um, it's it's worth a read. It covers a lot of the stuff we've talked about in terms of like what Valentina represented in terms of you know Mexican American first generation queen. Yeah. Um, but th- then there were things that, you know kind of discrediting like Sasha. It's like all right, you lost me, Mary. Um, oh. But it's worth looking up. It, it, it just in kind of getting a full picture of what she meant to people. Sure. Um, I was swayed in that respect. Oh uh, yeah, well sure. no, I've I've been swayed yeah mm-hmm. about, about yeah. Valentina. It was a really good like. Uh, She's an important queen. Yeah, it was a and this really analyzed that in a way yeah. that I thought and went into it that some people might think wait went too deep into it, but I was like obviously as a co-host of oh, All Right Mary, clearly, I was like clearly, yeah. right on my alley K dot ho. Oh, All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> Um, so, you know, Ruth comes in and she asks Pandora about being a leader. Right. Uh, and, you know, she's like, there's a lot of personalities. Like, really? Here? Drag queens? Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, the one that I, I thought was interesting was when she asked Sahara, she's like, oh, are you being effective? And then she's like, well, so are you okay that one of your team members over there is sleeping? Mm-hmm. Um, and then RuPaul's way of getting out of that conversation is, well, you know, it, it's hard out there for a pimp. Right. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved it. It was just this kind of like, I'm going to make a little joke and now I'm going to go talk to Tyra. Right. Yeah. Uh, We're going to go have this moment on camera before she wakes up. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, you know, I loved watching Rue again, change her hat. Yeah. She's not the producer right now. She's not necessarily like a hard, you know, asshole talking to Valentina. Right. She's got these warm pink fuzzy gloves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, why are you so tired? When she asked her why she was so tired, I'm like, Rue, you know exactly why she's so tired. Yeah. This competition is exhausting. You're sleep depriving them. Right. And she's like not hiding it. Yeah. Well, and it was just interesting the way that Rue chose. I mean, it says a lot about what Rue thinks of Tyra already, that she is so gentle with her right you know, we've talked oh, about yeah. this with rue with kim chi and the way that she wore kim you know kid yeah, gloves she with knows. her yeah she knows who these queens are that right. if she came for tyra that tyra would shut down yeah right and and clearly already saw oh there's some magic with this yeah. queen right yeah. i mean right. not just that what too. she'd seen on the show but like just from the audition like she knew this queen had she'd magic. be careful with her like yeah. with nina as well Sorry about that, Marys. Uh, I needed to plug in my computer. Mm. Sorry to ruin the flow. Sorry, Marys. Uh, so, Witty cat phrase, know what I mean? Know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so uh, they go. Anyway, so they uh, right? go, so they they go, go to, to the dragonfly. The dragonfly. Have which, you been there? No. Oh. Yeah, I'm no, no. But I, I, the fact that like it's like a Tuesday afternoon and they're going to a strip club is like, oh god, <laughs> they hired people. Oh my um, god. Well, yeah. you know, it's interesting because RuPaul's like, you're gonna perform for men. Be funny. Oh, I and know. And I'm like, 
<laughs> right. And, they, and, and then they went to like. They're like, ooh, They man, went to realqueercasting.com. Yeah. And it was right, like. Right. Come on. Right. I, I, who knew, even knows if any of them are queer, too? But it was just like, I mean, it was like, okay, well, this is not. This is not men at a strip club. Right. This is like, right. we need to get a bunch of extras to come in and throw dollars. And that really brings me to my biggest challenge. Did they, well, because like, did they give them money? Oh, yeah. Well, that that's kind of what I think one of the, I think the things about this challenge I really don't like is like, it's it, their success is based on how much money, how many, do, I mean, how much they, they make. Yeah. And it's like, why? So this is basically up to a bunch of extras. You know what I mean? To decide who does well and who doesn't. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's it's a it's a sample. But it's a, it's just a weird And they watch the performances, Colin. I don't think it was all how much they made. I don't. Mm. I mean, they they do They talk read about Raven, it. they read Raven. And they do talk about it in the judging. Nicole made the least, Raven made the second least. Like it it is That's certainly true. a factor. Sahara yeah, made the most. But it's I, it's all constructed and bullshit, right? Well, it just felt to me like because of the way they set it up, I felt like they had to have told the guys like, oh, which queens like make sure you're throwing your dollars for this one and not that one. Right. My cat right now is um, he has he's opened up a drawer and has got the treats out. So, Colin, I'm going to ask if you can go grab the treats from my cat. Sure. And I'm going to keep talking. Um, yeah, I'm starving. Quickly. I'd love to. So anyway, uh, the one thing I do have to say about this, uh, these performances is that I found all of their outfits to look terrible. Their outfits were uh, poorly made, poorly designed, and I it, it just wasn't part of the challenge for me um and you know what i mean like I, yeah i feel like the idea was to use your creativity uniqueness, nerve and talent to work well as a group together to work as an individual and for me none of these groups won on design yeah i mean the fact that they had to design their own looks felt kind of like unnecessary like i just like i mean they could have had their own outfits it was super weird it was super weird when you compare it to i think what the the uh analogous challenges are of later seasons of glamazonian airways and bitch perfect they're given their costumes or they're and there and there's some variation to it but they're pretty much wearing the same thing right and that also i bring up those challenges in comparison to this one and this one i think is is in theme closer to the girl group challenge of season one of these challenges where they're looking for uniformity, yeah, versus these group challenges later where it it's stick out. It's so much about sticking out, you know, at, at all points. Like I understand that this was like, oh, it's how you perform individually and as a group, but even individually, it was kind of the same energy. The only exception really being Juju B. Right. I think Juju B. Right. is this great example of reminiscent of say Kim Chi. In, yeah, in she Bitch used Perfect. comedy. Like, because she, you know, she couldn't really do it. Well, I mean, uh, the, actually, the illusion of the two of them, and I think it's so funny. I think at some point, RuPaul does like refer to uh, Jujubee as little Kim Chi, as like little Kim, like says, oh, oh little, little Kim. Kim Chi. Oh, interesting. But they both ch- made the same choices in these situations of like, okay, I can't really dance, so I'm gonna just play to my strengths. Right. And it made Jujubee stand out. Yeah. It made Kim Chi stand out. Right. In a way that these other right. queens. You know, I mean, they all they did they did fine, but it's like I really couldn't tell the difference from one or the other. Yeah, you know, and if we're gonna just talk about the performances, uh, 
the dancing it was just like okay right you know and it was really about how well they did when they were on stage and getting money thrown at them right i do have to say i love that what's the tea was on that's true that's i true. love that yeah yeah um, i thought sonique was like heat yeah she she certainly was in her element but yeah. what i also thought was really interesting about this episode is because we've seen them as boys for so long this particular episode it was just fascinating to see them as these kind of awkward boys do this sexy thing yeah and mm -hmm. and putting on this type of sexuality mm -hmm. um that isn't shamed it's celebrated right it it it's just uh it's it's this idea of feminism that celebrates um that women can be sexy and that they can kind of own their bodies right um you know it it's catering to the male gaze and objectification so i'm just wondering like where that sits with rupaul like like we're because we were talking about this with sex workers earlier. It's mm -hmm. like, well, where does this lie? Right. Um, I wonder how RuPaul thinks of it. And, you know, obviously, you know, now that I'm asking it out loud, clearly it's just about how powerful you feel. I think that's what it is. I think in a situation, it's, yeah, it's how powerful you feel. It's the mindset you're in. I think um, I think, yeah, exactly. You're there using your body and entertaining these men and getting their getting money for it. But I think that. Like it's that line from, um, oh man, now I'm not going to remember who sings it. Um, oh, is it, uh, is it Missy Elliott? Girls, girls get that cash. If it's nine to five, both shaking your ass. Ain't no shame. Ladies do your thing. Just make sure you're ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like Missy Elliott. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I totally, I mean, cause I think it's like, it'd be so easy. I think again, this goes back to what we were saying before about sex workers is there's different types. There's different ways of being a sex worker and there's, there's the Hunts Point street walker at 3am just trying to get a crack fix. And you know, there's uh, Marge the, Simpson, there's you know? Marge Simpson, right? Yeah. <laughs> just sitting on your face, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, th there's so many uh, different versions of it. And so I think, if we're to if we're to include, I mean, strippers aren't or you know aren't necessarily sex workers, but if we're going to kind of look at that world and kind of lump this in in some way, it's like, yeah, I think, I think again, I think about Amber Rose. I think yeah, it is kind of empowering. I think that you can work the room and you can make these guys think that you're there performing for them, but you are playing them right. like a bunch you're of getting fiddles, all their fucking money. getting all their fucking money. Yeah, and and if you're feeling sexy doing it, and you're feeling good doing it. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, Nicole Page Book certainly felt sexy doing it, but we didn't feel I sexy did doing it. Not. Did we, Colin? Did we? But we <laughs> didn't feel sexy, did we? Not she in does the... that awkward hand pumping oh, thing. Oh, my God. It was just like this really angry hand job. Yeah. It was like she was... <laughs> oh, God. It was... It was yeah, Nicole... Oh, I just, I, it just, so it was just Skeletor. It was just Skeletor realness up there. I just, I, I, I couldn't. I had no problem with the fact that, you know, her body was her body, but it, it looked like she was incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, the way that she, there was just this skeletal way that she was moving. Oh, it was just, I it, see. Yeah. I mean, she's a very skinny person, but like there was just this kind of like, she was giving me dem bones realness. You know oh what I mean? <laughs> it just was weird. Oh, um, but the, yeah, I mean, the knee bone is connected to the eyelash bone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was not, it was not, it was not good. It was not good. Most, good. most good. Um, you know, to keep going with the performances and then maybe we can talk about the day drag mm -hmm. after this. But, um, you know, we see Tyra do splits and spins. 
She she does it. Okay? She does it. She does it, and she looked. You know, she looks good doing it. I I mean, that's I think the thing with Tyra again and again this season is that you expect her to fail. I mean, and there are moments when she does. Yeah. When right, we get to right, rocker right, chicks, right, right, like right, right. she she just she doesn't do it. Does not do it. Um. But I mean, I think like this. I think like the wedding dress challenge. I think these moments where Tyra, like, turns it out in a way. I mean, we'll see it the next episode on the runway when she has three looks in one. It's just oh, like, right. you know, it's just like so much more than you expect from her because of the way that she acts. You know? Yeah, that's almost her advantage. Exactly. Um, you know, to talk about someone else that I think kind of kills at this episode that we we kind of don't necessarily see is Mystique. I mean, I just loved how she was in the challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she just, uh, she killed me. It was so fun. She had so much confidence. Yeah. She did the split. You know, that's like her move. That's her move. Her go-to move. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it, uh, honestly, to see season two, a big girl, she's the first big girl queen besides Porkchop. Pork yeah. Um, to be that comfortable in her own skin mm-hmm. and to, to first of all, last as long as she did and to fend off all of the hate that she was getting, mm-hmm. um, I, I think is really admirable. And especially a stripper challenge. Can you imagine, um, not to like put a sort tongue on the tooth but like i mean could you imagine alexis michelle like she would feel really self-conscious yeah I um mean, and i'm wondering like okay here's mystique who's just like oh yeah you want me to like act sexy right and i'm not even going to do this like oh i you know i'm a big girl but I'm, i mean i know that's kind of her th- her thesis is like oh well i know i'm a big girl but um but i think the way that she does approach it it's it's hard for me to not see mystique putting on this persona of being a lot tougher than she is, but I still give her all the props in the world for just being like, for kind of doing what Eureka O'Hara was doing of like not wearing things big girls are supposed to wear, not right. doing things big girls are supposed to do, yeah. you know, or, or doing things they're not supposed to do. And so I give her all the credit in the world for that of being like, nope, you yeah. know, no, I'm, I was, I was into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was going to pick who I was into the most, it was Jessica Wilde. I remember Jessica's performance. She did the writhing on the pole where oh, she was like going yeah, back and forth, yeah, yeah, up yeah. and down, back mm-hmm. and forth. I remember that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was awesome. To yeah. Watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I really liked, I really liked Tatiana's. I think that Tatiana just, when we see it when they're outside, God, she looks so fucking beautiful. I yeah. mean, just like unbelievable like it, it's just it's shocking it's an amazing illusion yeah, yeah yeah she's just gorgeous well should we talk about outside i mean i hate day drag i also um you know it's almost it's kind of insulting to make them go out in in day drag right. i mean it's excruciating right it's worse than when i have to pass by planned parenthood greenpeace or the asbca on the street mm-hmm. because day drag sucks right and, and it's awkward and it's not right. really even being about drag queen it's about like dealing with whatever comes your way which mm-hmm. is fine but like it's like yeah. oh god like these people do i mean we're watching these awful interactions and so yeah. neek being like rude and uh you know right i mean anytime they have to like interact tatiana, with the public uh, tatiana didn't like how uh who was it that was like hey daddy uh. oh yeah i don't remember who that was who she was talking about maybe it was morgan or something she's yeah. so demure tatiana mm-hmm. i didn't realize how kind of conservative she was yeah. she's like you know i don't do that yeah it's i mean i, I think with tatiana Which is fine there's but... always the comparison of tatiana season two tatiana all-stars two right tatiana all-stars two is a, 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 so, so much more of a refined version of yeah. this and so totally. much more confident um you know it, it's 
it's kind of nice to know that that's what she turns into, yeah. you know, watching oh, sure. this. Um, but again, I kind of, at the same time, I think watching this again, I was like, eh, I get where Tatiana's coming from. Like, I'm not against her. I think, because I just feel like in some ways we, we're supposed to think of Tatiana being this wet blanket and we're supposed to celebrate being, you know, rude and being filthy. And, like, that's what we're supposed to like be entertained by. And there's right. Tatiana being like, well, I don't really do that. But I'm like, well, Tyra didn't really want to do any of that either. And she got red. Right. But, and I guess I, I feel like, the way I watch it now, I'm like, eh, I think I'm on Tatiana's side here. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. know if you're going to put on a character, put on a character, but it also yeah. in day drag, like it might rub people the wrong way. Cause you're entering their space. Right. Right. So, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird I, I also chunk. wonder how many of those people are extras. Well, that's it. I mean, isn't the whole thing. If, if they're going to show their face, they have to have them sign a release. Well, yeah, that's true. So it's like, okay. They so, do, they do end up talking to them. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I, when does that happen? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, those situations with the general public, I never. Well, think I've are seen real. that. Well, I've you know what? As uh, when when my sister went and got married. Quick story: when my sister went and got married down the shore, it was October, mm-hmm. and uh, I went out with uh, my friend Kelly, who I took to the wedding, um, and we sat at this like little breakfast spot, mm-hmm. and they had just started filming a pilot, or not? Yeah, a pilot, like a test pilot for the Jersey Shore. Oh, wow. And I I watched the whole thing happen Mm -hmm. where the director went up to the reality stars and said, okay, now you guys are going to talk about what you did last night. And then Mm -hmm. he'd walk out of the shot. Okay, now the waiter's going to come and you need to flirt with the waiter. And then he'd walk out of the shot. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're going to talk about the boys that you met last night. And then he he walked out of the shot. Right. Right, So he was kind of just like directing the scene. Um, but yeah, no, they, they come over to you with the camera and they say, Hey, we need you to say on camera your, your name and that you're okay with being filmed. Right. Right. And we had no choice because we wanted to sit there and eat. Otherwise we had to get up and leave. Right. Cause they're not going to like, but of course I was like, yes, I want to be on camera. Of course. Sure. Yeah. yeah right. What, what's the show about? Yeah. You know? Of course I want to be on TV. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I think all of that kind of, whenever I see these scenes, I'm like, eh, this all feels like everything about this episode, this challenge felt very constructed. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I, this is not my favorite episode no. by any means. I, for, I always think country Queens is the second episode. I forget about no, this one. This one is forgotten. Yeah. Sorry. Bootylicious. Yeah. Bootylicious. <laughs> Bootylicious. Bootylicious. Yeah. Um, should we move on? Uh, you know, the runway also kind of disappointed me cause w- w- was there a theme? It was was like best drag oh my god i know it was i know it was, i mean there were some okay looks no i didn't mind any of the looks uh you know you had you had raven samantha jones look i thought raven looked great yeah, yeah I mean, she simple, looked great. But great and then um pandora's was kind of basic but you know like yellow and black it was yeah. cute um juju's looked like okay you know the pink yeah peach thing it was fine um I liked Morgan's in a way. I don't really like her makeup. Oh, it was very Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, right. and it was very uh, great big clutch. sign personnel. You know. Oh yes, it was very. Personnel. Don't tell mom the baby's is dead. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously Tyra had the best look. Oh my god, Tyra had the best look. If Chad Sell could draw that, I'm sure he has. Oh yeah, I feel like he has with the lattice. Yeah, uh, front. Yeah, no, oh. uh, Tyra looked great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think she had the Tatiana. Best I thought looked really basic. It was this purple like prom dress. I didn't like it. I yeah. didn't like any of them really. Yeah. I mean, t- except for Tyra's. Tyra's Mis- was, yeah. I think, was like the f- most forward thinking. Right. Mystique was giving me peppermint your aunt at a wedding oh yes it was just like that gold snake yeah yeah it was like she she was macy's the house down boots in the dress (laughs) yeah um 
but you know, I don't know. It was season two. Uh, and and they didn't know they didn't know they had to bring it to the runway run run runway every single day you yeah. know or every single um thing it was all very much oh i have to be a very real i have to do the female illusion right Re- like very rihanna going to prom like it, it it was almost as if they didn't know that they had to continue to push right their own aesthetic and right. that they could be artistic and performative right exactly it was it, it felt more uniform yeah um, i mean this is boring this was yeah. really boring runway i mean nicole page brooks i mean oh my god she looked like raven stunt double well and i wrote that um with the because you know sahara wins the challenge um, I love that they called uh, Nicole Page Brook like a drunken Janice Dickinson, yeah. which I would have called a compliment. Um, right. But I, uh, you know, Nicole Page Brooks, when she's um, lip syncing, like it, they looked very similar and she did not stick out. I was no. only looking at Raven. So it's like, well, clearly Nicole needs to go home because yeah. they even look the same. Right. Um, but right. we skipped over some things uh, where they, RuPaul obviously asks that question, who do you think you should go home? Right. Um, you know, most of them picked Tatiana. Yeah. Uh, which we discussed earlier. Um, I actually, I was expecting, I would have expected more of them to say Nicole. Considering her, oh yeah, considering her performance, oh yeah, it was like if all of them are saying, "Well, Tatiana, it's not you know you weren't a hindrance on our group." It's like, well, Nicole was, so it's just why wouldn't they choose her? Especially if like the hive mind is kind of like, okay, well, Nicole doesn't really fit in. You know? Yeah, and and her answer, Nicole Page Brooks, and send them all home. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, it was God. like you yeah. saw that on some other reality show. Exactly, Mary. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should be giving Nicole a little bit more. Um, can't be careful, Ella. You crazy cat. Come on, Ella. Um, he's micromanaging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, the lip sync came. This is a pretty good lip sync. It was pretty iconic. Um, Raven killed it. I Raven mean, she had the attitude. Great. She added the comedy, which we hadn't really seen from her before. That's always going to get it you the factor. Win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she reminded us that she was a man. She takes out her cutlet. I mean, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It is. It wasn't just lip sync and look fierce to this song right no i i think that it's it's so interesting that and obviously you know spoiler alert raven lip syncs again the next episode (laughs) it's kind of like i i appreciate this opportunity for raven to have to prove herself yeah and because she comes in humble pie she does exactly she gets some humble pie and to prove to us it's like okay you might be a bit of a a divisive energy in the room but like Okay, you are definitely talented because this right. lip sync, it was there wasn't like obviously there was no um, like significant choreography or anything, but it was just like a lot of star power. Yeah, and I think that oh, that it, yeah, it right, totally. right, and I think that's the thing that Tyra gives off when she's on the on the runway, and I think it's those things like that where it's like it's almost like you you know it when you see it, but you couldn't really explain what the thing is, you know? Right, like watch. Yeah, it. I can't really explain it. Right. But just there was something about Raven where I was like, this is good TV and Nicole is not. Yeah. And it was also season two, right? So we hadn't really seen, maybe season one we kind of saw some of this, but like this was, this was a very well executed lip sync. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, And, you know, and I think Nicole, it's like, she missed her son. Go home to Lucas. I hope she found her eight by 10 of Shauna Brooks. <laughs> we <laughs> never get resolution on that one. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. I don't know where that went. Why did, why would, why did that go missing? Right. Oh, why did I have to hear about it? Why am right? I worried about it? Right. I, now I'm, I'm up at night about thinking about it. I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, I can't, I can't sleep. Away. 
Yeah. Um, so any other thoughts on, I mean, untucked, uh, the only thing that we haven't really discussed is like Sahara versus Tara, but I feel like that's going to come out later Yeah. in other episodes. Um, you know, basically Tyra being this kind of child in the room, mm-hmm. um, Sahara needing to prove herself for some odd fucking reason that she's a professional drag queen. Yeah. Th- so again, this untucked being the first time I'm watching it, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, is this, is this, Sahara's storyline it's kind of like season three if you watch untucked it's like a whole different season right like alexis mateo i think is is i i haven't watched all of untucked season three but apparently she's just this, like huge bitch oh really in untucked but like in the in the main episodes she's not you know yeah um so you really see so much more um so i i'm curious to kind of see how sahara's storyline is is developing because i'm finding myself I guess it's the only real takeaway from this episode is I'm like, oh, I'm so much more interested in Sahara than I thought I would be. Hmm. You know, I'm kind of, I'm trying to watch Jessica, but we didn't really see much of her this episode. No, no, we uh, didn't at all. Her runway was... She was lying on the floor in the untucked. Oh, the whole time, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was very Nina. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Sahara, I'm I'm intrigued by for some reason. Okay. So I'm I'm keen to keep watching her. Um, but for the most part, I'm really excited to go on to Country Queens because that's a great episode. Oh, yeah. Um, no, we so, see more of the queens. Yeah, I yeah. think we just had to get through this one. Uh, all yeah. right, we got through it, Mary. She got through. She got through. She got she through. Got through. <laughs> um, so we should move on. Uh, I know that we didn't really have much Reddit on Reddit this week. No, I mean, the only thing I'd want to add is, you know, I again mentioned the... Um, queens united fundraiser oh fabulous there's now like 25 plus queens um you know who are uh, signed on to be a part of it uh it we we um posted the link on twitter to donate or to just retweet and let your friends know yeah um it's i don't know it i i think and i think this segues into uh what we want to talk about with what's the tea i think despite all of the negative news and even the um not so positive news in response to the hurricane that affected Puerto Rico uh, so drastically. Um, it's nice to see good news come out of that story. It's nice yeah, to people see people are helping. People helping. It's that whole Mister Rogers quote of whenever something bad happens, look for the helpers. Yeah. There's always people helping. Right. You know. And so I, um, every time I see an update about this Queens United, I'm like, oh, this is so great. This is so amazing that they're like, let's just do this, and then they fucking did it. Yeah. You know. Um, it's, it's something. It's something. You know. And it, I think it's just a matter of it. It's it segues into the most recent episode of What's the Tea with Alana and Elliot Glazer of really asking this question of in the times that we're in, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Which I think is a, is a worthy question because I think a lot of times the answer can get caught up in a lot of rhetoric that doesn't go anywhere. Oh my God. It's like when you want to talk about, uh, if you want to mourn the death of someone or mourn the, a tragedy, mm-hmm. people avoid it. People don't actually want to talk about their feelings and how they're, it's making them feel. Mm-hmm. They uh, immediately either, they, oftentimes the easiest one to access is anger. Yeah. And so you go on to social media and things anger you and that's kind of triggered. Yeah. Because um, it's easier to access that than sadness. Sure. And so you go to anger and then you're spewing hate and you're spewing gun laws, gun laws, gun laws. And you're spewing, you know, climate change, climate change, climate change. And you're forgetting that there's humans involved here. Yeah. And that you're afraid mm-hmm. and that you're sad, right? And 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 we're not connecting over those emotions. Mm-hmm. We're connecting over what 
is making us different and why you're different than me and why I can't connect with you. Right. As opposed to actually we're both really sad. You're angry for other reasons, but we're both sad. Right. Because this is affecting people and this could happen to any one of us. This could happen to people we love. Yeah. And yeah. and I and I think it's crucial and I think they even said this on the episode, but like it's crucial that we start to have dialogues um with, with each other and listen to each other that are different than the other person mm-hmm. and, and connect with them in in any way possible. And even if it makes you upset, Michelle Visage. Right. Find what you what emotion you both have in common and and stay there for a second mm-hmm. for a second i mean you know i had it's a, called empathy yeah i had a, a personal experience with this i was talking to my parents uh a couple weeks ago or a week ago is uh whenever it was it was very recent um but we kind of got into talking about political things and well my parents are incredibly supportive people and as a gay man i'm very fortunate to have parents who are very open about that you're gay it, I know, I know. Get I, out. I know, I know. I, I figured this is as good a time as any to come out and let you know. Um, but I, uh, we got into some political things when we were talking and uh, they were talking about the whole like football players taking a knee during the national anthem. and Another distraction. Well, I mean, what they were essentially saying was like, I, like, I mean, my parents feel very strongly like you're entertainers, you're, you know, uh, athletes like just do your job like I don't need to hear your political points of view I, and I, I merely... shut up and sing exactly exactly and essentially they were kind of repeating a lot of the ideas of like it's fine I respect your right to protest and it's fine and I understand your reasons but like essentially couldn't you go do it out in the parking lot and not distract me from this football game I want to watch because I paid you know if I if I bought tickets to go see a football game and I paid to see it don't remind me that things in the world suck right now I'm right. trying to escape it right and it's like but now you're like creating a distraction from the thing I want to do and I was like oh boy and so the the only card I can play to, to your point because I could we could go in for all yeah, the reasons like, right and right. I could go there and I and and all of the reasons You've why you've been ignoring their problems for years, you know, right? Of right, course. and your privilege of being able to just consider oh, this you could just turn it off, right? Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, well, that's privilege. All of that, I could go to all those places, and I thought, okay, well, that's like much to the point that uh, either Elliot or Lana was making that it's very patronizing often to try to like push your points of view on people who aren't right. hearing it. I thought, well, let's play the empathy card, and so I said, well, as a gay man, I think about Stonewall. And I think about the extremes that the people had to go to to take the train off the tracks because it was just not good where that train was going. And so you have to do something disruptive to knock it off track. Right. So we don't end up in that place. Right. So you have to disrupt people's days. Yeah. It you has have to, to make. An, you have to constantly remind them that something else, that the war is going on outside the window. Yeah. yeah. And I just felt like they're not going to fight with me on the gay thing because that's like a personal thing. Oh, they there you get go. it. There so it's like, because they're not going to connect with the racial thing that they, that doesn't affect yeah. their lives, yeah. you know, um, in, in really any way. Um, they, they don't need to worry about black people. Right. Let's just put it out there. And so, cause they're old white people because they're older white people who live, live in, near other white people. Yeah, They yeah. live in a, in a development in Houston with, you know, with other, you know, people, uh, who are making good money, you know, and, um, don't have to worry about this stuff. And right. so, uh, but I thought, well, if I'm going to bring it to this place of like, this is really the same thing, you know, like 
human rights is human rights, you know? Right. Um, it was at least a way for them to see it in a different lens and not to get so caught up in what Fox News has been telling them. Right. You know, right. about how to look at this. Right. And, and you know, it's important. And, and to your point, like, it's important for them to hear another perspective. And mm -hmm. the only way that they're going to hear it is if you come at it not from a place of, I need to educate you. Yeah. But as, as a, in a place of, I'm going to tell you what, how, how it affects me or mm -hmm. how I'm doing this or, or what I relate it to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was the frustration. And you find what they, they're going to connect with. Yeah. I think yeah. those were the frustrations that Michelle was having with her friend is because it sounded to me that Michelle was like, why aren't you seeing it my way? Right. And it's like, if somebody said that to me, I'd be, I would, I would put up so much resistance. Yeah, because I don't want to. Because I, I don't want like to. Because I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's like when you say that to someone, it's, it, I don't care how many times she says, I love you, I love you, but why don't you see it my way? It's like, that, that just feels hypocritical. That just, yeah. that just feels manipulative. Right. You know? Um, and I think RuPaul was really pushing up against her in that point of just being like, okay, well, what's the real problem here? Yeah. Like, what does she really want? What do people really want? Right. You know, and I think, I think they're, the conversation, the answer to the question of what can people do, I mean, that can go on and on and on. I think there are some things that are constructive. I think there are some things that are just comforting. I think there are some things that are just distracting. But my own point of view is regardless of what you choose to do, I think that Alana Glazer made a really good point. This shit takes a long fucking time. Yeah. It's not just one thing. Like, it's not going to ever just, it's like, it's like grief. It's like getting over, it's getting over someone dying. It just slowly happens. Yeah. It just comes with time. It comes with evolution. Yeah. I mean, but unfortunately, and I don't want to get too much into this, but I mean, and I think RuPaul and them, they were all kind of alluding to it, but like there, it, it feels like there's going to be a bursting point that there will be a climax mm -hmm. that the, the shooting in Las Vegas wasn't the only violence that's going to happen, mm -hmm. that there is a lot more to come. And, and it's scary. And it, and you also can empathize with people like your parents that just want to escape from it yeah. because it's horrifying and they've never seen anything like this in their lifetimes before. Right. And they... Uh, they had no idea they had this much privilege. Right. And that's a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. And RuPaul talks about paradigms all the time. When a paradigm shift happens, if it happens too quickly, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like the allegory of the cave we've talked about before. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't just drag them out of their cave. That Their eyes are going to burn. Right. And mm -hmm. they're going to claw and scream and kick until they get back into the cave where right. it's comfortable and nice. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to slowly slowly bring them out and mm -hmm. have and give them an adjustment period. Yeah. So you might say something that upsets them and that they're going to scream about, but they're still going to hear it. Mm -hmm. And it, it needs to come from a very warm understanding place that it's going to hurt them. And you know what? Nothing kills me more, Colin, than to empathize with people that are ignorant, right? Mm -hmm. Than to empathize with people that probably want to kill me. Yeah. Um, on what was it last night? Um, I spent the train ride home with some guy throwing jelly beans at me. Yeah. That I, like. Was I going to sit there and have a conversation with why he shouldn't be throwing jelly beans at me just because I'm a gay guy? Right. No, I'm not going to have that conversation with him. Right. Do you have any sense of why he chose you? Uh, yes, because mm -hmm. I'm a gay guy and I was with a boy mm -hmm. yeah. who got off the train. And the minute I was alone, he picked on me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he saw his signs. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm I'm in this place of like, okay, 
Well, I understand that this man is super ignorant and right. needs also is probably super angry. Right. About right. something. And and you are an outlet. Yeah. Much like when someone's in pain and they go on social media and they they right. snipe it. And so people. I looked around the train car. No one else was helping me out. So I'm like, you know what? I got no allies right now. Yeah. I got to sit in my own fucking filth right now. Yeah. And it sucks. And sometimes we need to we need to know our place and we need to know when to battle. Mm-hmm. And I think your point of like choosing when to come for someone right. or when to come with someone mm-hmm. um, is strategic and and we have to be open to other people and and like i said before like for me what i took away from that conversation is that people are everybody is sad everybody is very afraid mm-hmm. whether you're on the right or the left yeah yeah well and i think you know to that point i i do think that there are some people that are not worth your right, time. Right. And I, that will never learn. Nope. And I think that they are assholes. Evolution's just gonna have to take care of that one. Right. I am not interested in changing minds of people who no. don't. I, I'm not interested in really working. It's also not my job to. It's not my job to. I'm not interested in educating people like that, you know, and, and trying to like, you know, help them to see it my way. It's like, no, sometimes people are just so entrenched in their version of reality right. that you're trying to show them something that just like there's no it's a, it's a waste of energy yeah. and it's also a way for you i mean someone like michelle visage in that mm-hmm. situation it was a way for her to also vent mm-hmm. it was a way for her to grieve right it was a way for her to feel powerful right when we all don't know how to grieve when mm-hmm. we all don't feel powerful right when we all can't vent right now mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i think it's it, ultimately i i just think that the the what's the tea episode was was interesting in terms of like you know, Rue got really political. Rue got really political and really kind of like not so zen and, yeah. and really just kind of like feeling like oh this this is all about yeah, to we blow up. We haven't heard this before. We haven't heard this before. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I guess there's a part of me. I don't know. I mean, there has. It seems nihilistic, but like there's this element of like, okay, good. Let's just have whatever thing is going to happen. Just fucking happen. It's like the pressure builds so much where you're like, I can't take it anymore. You know right. It's mean? like the election. Right. Right. It, it, like you just, you just want the tsunami to hit instead of waiting for it to hit and getting kind of like hints that it's coming. I feel that. I you mean, that's also horrifying. It is. No, it's a really, yeah, it's really awful hard feeling. To to, it's hard, a hard place to be. Yeah. Which is also why, you know, you understand why people escape. Also mm-hmm. why people might listen to this podcast and watch drag race, right. To escape. Sure. As a form form of of escapism and, yeah and and i totally get that mm-hmm. um i mean i think that it's I, I watch cat videos you know i i, I look at dachshunds on instagram oh i mean the rupaul's drag race subreddit is not the only subreddit i am pretty active in there are so many you know baby elephant gifts subreddit <laughs> i'm a very big fan of <laughs> Um, baby, baby elephant, baby elephant <laughs> gifts. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one that's just like gifts where they, there's like animals doing something and they've like given them captions for what they're saying oh, in the scene. Yeah. It's so that's nice friends. Oh, it, it is like the nice friends subreddit. It's yeah. so good. So I get it because I think right now there is, there is the whole rhetoric of like, you need to stay woke and stay vigilant and be fighting every day. And I'm just going to put we this do. out here. We do. But there's also part of me that's like, Okay, again, that sounds really good on a bumper sticker. What does that really mean? Are you really fighting every day? What is the fight 
You know, some people are. A lot of people are not. Just because you retweet something right, doesn't no, mean you're fighting. I, no, no, no. The, the slacktivism is certainly not. That's what I'm talking it's about. It's all fucking phony, right? When mm-hmm. people are shaming others for not doing anything, I'm like, you're in your bedroom, Mary. Right, right. You're in your bedroom, right? right. And you're just yelling at people in your echo chamber on Facebook. Right. But so I just think that a lot of times that gets pushed and we have to fight every day and we have to be, you know, all of that. And it's like, A, I think that's very vague and it's very emotional and there's oftentimes not a lot of practical action behind that rhetoric and B that's not true you should not be fighting and woke and vigilant and and holding your rifle and watching guard at every moment because that will kill you yeah you should also be going to barbecues with mm-hmm. your family uh, you know once a week or calling up your friend and yep. telling them that you love them or mm-hmm. going to see a movie with your with people that you love mm-hmm. or you know having remembering that love is still alive mm-hmm and not questioning it and not forgetting that and that right. you also need to be with people you love right now and 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 be around those people that make you feel safe mm-hmm. um, and vent to them sometimes. But um, in terms of fighting, right, like I say, pick one thing and, and do that, right? right. If, if you're going to raise money, fine, do that. Right. If you're going to call your senator, yes, do that. If mm-hmm. you're going to, if you're going to like, you know, join a choir, right? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that changes people's hearts. Do that. If right. you're going to um, go to Puerto Rico and help clean up, do that. Right. Certainly. Um, but pick something. Right. There, ne- there does need to be action. But if you just post a link from the Huffington Post and say, we must resist with the clown emoji, you're not doing any. Thing. Oh Let's be real. You're not doing anything. <laughs> All right, Mary. I just I like because it's just so exhausting. <laughs> it's so like like oh like, there's someone I'm thinking of, and you know who I'm I know thinking you're of. thinking. And of. I'm like, you're not doing anything, Mary. I know you privileged motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, of. and I just I think there's a lot of people like that. Right. And I just I'm you know I'm not impressed. Yeah. No. It's it's frustrating to watch, but also you know. I find myself dodging the those feelings because a I kind of stay off Facebook, which well, I highly recommend. Yeah, it's better to to act than to watch other people not acting. It's better um, to be off Facebook than on. Yeah, that's um, really so. There's that, but also, um, you know, if I see someone telling me you must resist, and I know that they're not doing anything but sitting in their bedroom jacking off, right? Um, I also know that my feelings are in my control and mm-hmm. that I don't need to feel anything from looking at that post. Sure. Of course. That's a choice. Yeah. But I think that what that speaks to is what we were just saying before of like, you have to pull your head out of this. You like, cause if you just stay in that world of, I mean, I was never an active Twitter person until we started doing our Twitter for all right, Mary. Right, right, right. And now I'm like, you know, and a lot of our followers and a lot of people, they things they retweet, people are very, politically minded yeah and i think that's important it's, it's a part of their day right if yeah. it's if it's like from five to six you know when you're on the train like i get that i'm not criticizing like it, reading but, the news but i also know that like especially with twitter where they're it's just constantly updating oh yeah well i don't have any notifications on my phone i even keep my phone on do mm-hmm. not disturb but just going on the news feed and just kind of like oh, just scrolling through it's like yeah. oh this could just go on all day right you know right. and people are just and you get caught up in that thing of like you see someone post something you know, or or they they post some sort of like, um, oh, what's the term? Like a, uh, uh, I'm totally forgetting. A poll? No, where you're kind of like lashing back out at somebody. Oh, uh, a response. I can't think of what it is. I'm, okay, I'm totally blanking. In any event, um, 
where you just see somebody taking somebody else down and then you see the comment section of people kind of having these fights on Twitter. Right, like between Tatiana and Tyra right Yes. Now. It's a great distraction. It's a great distraction, but it, but especially when it comes to things like gun control right now and you're just watching people fight in 140 characters about it, you can just get sucked in. Yeah, and right. And, or even just reading the comments to Trump's tweets. You I know, do that all the time. That's crazy. You know, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's crazy. Yeah, but... It, whether it be great or crazy, it's overstimulating. Right. And that's right. not healthy. It's also not real. Yeah, it's also yeah. not real. I mean, it's real in the sense that it's all happening, but like mm -hmm. you're also looking at a screen, Mary. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Like, and look up. Twitter's not real. Like you can delete it and none of it exists anymore. Right. It doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, Mary, thanks for going there. I think it's important for us to kind of vent to to our Marys I that we are also politically is. minded yeah. and that, you know, there's been a lot going on, mm -hmm. you know, just personally uh, in my family right now. There's a lot of crazy shit uh, with with Hurricane Irma. And the, yeah, there's there's this there's a tipping point. So thanks for going there, Mary. Um, you know, if you have any thoughts, if you want to send any condolences, if you want to send some things that you're doing, find joy with us. Why don't you email us at all right, Mary, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Let us know some thoughts on season two. Uh, you can let us know some thoughts on what's the tea on Tatiana, uh, versus Tyra, um, anything you want. Um, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at all right, Mary. And if you want to keep the joy train going, you can choo-choo on over to iTunes and leave us a joyful five-star review <laughs> and an even more joyful. <laughs> joyful, joyful. Exactly. Lord, your teacher said to take off your uh, robes. <laughs> take off your robes. Thank you. I want to say masks. That's how oh, I know that. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Just take off your robes. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Just take off. I don't know. Just take off your robes and leave us a five-star review. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Ella is now asleep on the pineapple... Uh, placemat the house keys yes and the house keys um so anything to add mary i think all that's left of course is our last chance uh, lip oh sync. last chance lip sync yeah so uh this last chance lip sync is a special one um it is uh, a song that whenever it comes on i actually absolutely have to move um it is by etta james it is called in the basement so next time you're in the basement, Mary, put this one on and uh, you'll be dancing. You'll be singing. Yeah. All right, Mary. I guess that's all we have for you this week. Uh, until next week, all I have left to say to you is bye. Bye. I'll see you later. Okay. Hello.